who's ready to take a walk with me? A walk on the weird side. Welcome and welcome back. This is Nicole, your lovely host. This is Live Love Lux, Manifesting the Life Unlimited. And today we are going to take a slight diversion, a slight and continued diversion because honestly, there's only so much that you can talk about when it comes to manifestation. And one of the issues that I have had in trying to create content for this podcast, which I absolutely love, is that it becomes slightly redundant. There's no reason for me to continue to make podcasts that talk about the same things, the same themes of visualization and how to set an intention and, you know, how to manifest, how to manifest love, how to manifest money. You know, what do you do when you can't manifest? I've done, I think I'm up to about 40 or 50 shows over the last three years that I've done that have dealt with all these subjects and I get bored. Um, I have ADD. I get bored. I get bored very easily and I find it, it's becoming a chore to continue to talk about manifestation. There's really nothing new under the sun when it comes to manifestation. You know, you have your desire, you, you do some things to set the intention, you let it go, it comes, whatever. Now, everyone's not at the same level. So there's always people who are just learning about the law of attraction and the law of assumption. So they need people to walk them through. And I, you are welcome to go back and listen to my previous shows that deal with the basic steps of manifestation. I, on the other hand, uh, in my life, I need entertainment. And my entertainment comes by the way of the weird or conspiracy theories. So that's what we're going to talk about because that is my favorite thing in the world and has been for such a time. And I have not really focused on it because I was caring what people think. But since most people think that I'm crazy anyway, to some degree, I figure what the heck, you only got one life. So you might as well live it, right? How the, You might as well live that life unlimited to the fullest and do what you want to do, regardless of what anybody's going to think of you, because everyone is you pushed out anyway. And hey, uh, on some level, you know, I guess I am a little crazy, but I digress. This is not about that. So, so um, let's talk conspiracy theories. Okay, so specifically, let me tell you. Um, let oh, I'm sorry. I said um. Uh, when you don't record on a regular basis, you lose all of your recording etiquette. So please forgive me. So I was. I got this idea. Or let's say I borrowed this idea from other content creators. Uh, TikTok, I've been really uh, consuming a lot of information on TikTok. I love TikTok. I love the short form. It really feeds into my attention span. Um, But in this case, I wanted to know more, okay? So what's been on my radar for a little bit is the conspiracy theory iceberg. Now, I first discovered icebergs. You can, there can be icebergs. If you're familiar with the concept, with the meme, there could be icebergs about absolutely anything. You can have an iceberg on R. Kelly. You can have an iceberg on, um, you know, uh, the uh, wars, the conflicts, the Vietnam War, what have you. You can have a, an iceberg on just about anything. So 
when I discovered the concept of icebergs, it's really cool. I think I got started in movies like the Marvel iceberg or something like that. And so then I saw that there was a conspiracy theory iceberg. So what it is, is a visual representation of various conspiracy theories. And it's organized in a hierarchy. Okay, so what do we know about icebergs? Icebergs, you see a very... A small part at the top but we all know that underneath the water it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and wider so that's what the conspiracy theory iceberg virtually represents so the the as the metaphor suggests the small portion is visible or widely known and the majority remains hidden beneath the surface okay so the origin of the conspiracy theory iceberg uh it seems that it's probably started on 4chan, which I don't know. I'm not a 4chan person. I have heard it, I've read about it. It's been referred to. I've never even uh, thought or cared enough to research research it anymore. If you're interested, go ahead. But I think it's like the precursor to Reddit. Um, and even Reddit, I'm not even a Reddit type person. Like I do have an account. There are things that I follow on there, but I'm not a big heavy user of it. So, uh, so it, it started on 4chan, and then it spread to Reddit, and then it spread to other, uh, other social media platforms like Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and TikTok. So there's people who talk about different aspects of this conspiracy theory iceberg. So now, what I liked about it, and what appealed to me, is that the iceberg is split into three tiers, Okay. Um, and each tier, it's, I think it's like 10 different sections of each tier. So the top tier, the one that's visible, it represents conspiracy theories that are well-known and that are mainstream. These are the ones that we all kind of be like, uh, yeah, that's probably true. Things like the moon landing hoax, the assassination of JFK, probably things that there are movies about like readily available numerous movies about um secret societies the illuminati things like that so that's the top tier that's the visible one that's the one that you could probably go to your grandmother and be like hey what do you think about the jfk assassination and sh they're going to co-sign with you that there's probably something hidden and conspiratorial about that situation the second or the middle tier right are conspiracy theories that are somewhat known, but they have not reached the same level of mainstream acceptance, okay? So these theories would be the ones where you would get in your individual communities and discuss, your individual online boards and, you know, groups, Facebook groups even. <laughs> so these theories might be government surveillance, Big Brother's watching us. Our phones are recording us. Everybody's, well, I would actually think, because I have talked to several people about our phones listening to us and then providing us ad content. That's more like tier one, top tier, because I can tell you this happens on a daily, and this is common common um, discussion between me and mine, right? So this would be uh, media manipulation, the CIA owns Hollywood or owns the news that, you know, everything is manipulated, that there's uh, there's no real truth that's being presented to us on television. Uh, this would also include things like certain historical events 
are not real. They didn't happen or they didn't happen the way that it was presented or they were all out lies, you know? And that when I when I was thinking about that one, I was thinking about um uh you know, uh I was thinking about a couple of different things. But those are that's the mid-tier. That's where if you mention that at the water cooler, you might get a couple looks and stares and then you might get a wink from that one person in the office that you that you drive with like yeah we'll talk about that at lunch that type of thing uh, but it's not it's not readily accepted okay now this is the where I come in this is where I get down and dirty it's the bottom tier the bottom tier represents conspiracy theories that are more obscure controversial less widely recognized by the general public so these are the things that might get you stoned if you mention them <laughs> so this is like a reptilian overlords, uh, time travel experiments, aliens, um, what I'm going to talk about today, the Bank of Souls, which again, I don't even know why that's on the bottom tier, because as I started to look into it, it seemed pretty um, softball. So I was like, mm, I don't know why that's on the bottom tier, maybe because it kind of well, it doesn't even necessarily go against tradition. We'll, we'll get into it. I'm not going to start talking about it. I have a whole format for this, okay? So that's it, right? So the tier, so this is like the more fringe stuff. Uh, this is the things that movies that are sci-fi and horror movies are made of. And it's the type of things where it's like, yeah, I, I can be entertained by this in, in a fantasy setting, but I don't believe this really exists. That's what the average, the general public kind of believes of this third tier of conspiracy theories in the iceberg. So I, I recommend go look it up, conspiracy theory iceberg, so you can get a visual and follow along with me. I'm, I may, I'm, there's probably over 100 different topics, so I have plenty to discuss with you about this with my unique and varied spin on this, but... I challenge you to go look and uh, start your own research because I feel like the best way to uh, <laughs> the best way to find out the truth is if we all if we're all researching it. Which brings me to another point about this conspiracy theory iceberg. So when I started my research, I, I started just I just did a search on TikTok, okay, and. I listened probably to about 20 different content creators. And what I found is, this is just about this one topic, which is on the bottom tier, the Bank of Souls. I found that a good portion of people were saying the same thing. So now this is a conspiracy theory. I don't know if you've seen this in your travels, but there's a clip where it talks about how the news is all planned this would be tier two right of the conspiracy theory iceberg and and it has all the different news anchors are all saying the same thing because they're all reading the same uh you know press releases and reports from the powers that be and so all the newscasters from all different news stations are all saying the same thing in unison and it's kind of creepy but this is what i found when i started actually researching the bank of souls on tiktok well not not just on tiktok either mind you so what <laughs> here's my conspiracy theory that the conspiracy theory iceberg is actually an organized way of allowing 
the general public to discover the truth or theories about certain things because if you I you know if if you do any sort of research on Google it's over the years it's become more sanitized um I remember what maybe 15 20 years ago when I used to research conspiracy information on Google, you would find some really, really out there stuff. I mean, it'd be late night, midnight, um, can't sleep, you know, don't want to think about your regular life. So you start delving into the unknown. And I'd be looking up things. And I would, I, you know, I'd get onto some of those blogger blogs that like, haven't been updated in five, 10 years, and you start reading somebody's manifesto. <laughs> you would find some really really good stuff and by good I mean some really creative out there stuff and it would really make my mind bend because this is stuff that you know you're not going to hear anywhere else um you're not going to read anywhere else I mean in certain books like this was actually um you know kind of before like you could get just about anything on Amazon this would probably be as the rise of Amazon right so some of these books that are now available you can find just about any book on anything on Amazon now but some of these books that I used to read and look for you know you 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 would have to look for like pdfs of it online because these books were out of print and they weren't readily available or they cost like four hundred dollars because there was like like a limited amount of copies and everybody who was anybody had that copy so like um when I used to go on you know and I'd read these blog posts and sometimes people uh you know would have the grace of, <laughs> of recording some of these old information on their blog posts but Google's very sanitized now, and the algorithm will not allow you to find some of those weirder uh, topics of discussion. It, it will not allow you to find uh, those things that kind of bend your mind. Even if, like, even if you go to like the hundredth page of search results, it's still very. You're still getting a uh, a rehash of the first ten or fifteen results, and that's one thing where I feel like. The homogenization of Google, like, you know, I mean, it's mainly to sell you things or for you to find stuff to purchase because it's it runs on ad revenue. But let's get back to the Bank of Souls, OK, which is on the like I said, the third tier. So I'm just going to start off with what I could find which I would call first tier information because I wanted to discuss it. Um before I wanted to discuss it because I just want to bring these things to your attention for you to if you if it so moves you because if it's not that interesting then we don't need to be talking about it but this is what I thought was interesting about this topic so it's a metaphysical concept right and it's this idea that there is a cosmic repository where the souls of all living beings are stored before and after their physical existence. Now, I feel like we discuss death and our souls, you know, where, where our souls go when we die a lot. But have you ever really thought about how we get here? I mean, if you, if you really think about it, you know, I, I grew up in a traditional uh, Christian faith, although I don't consider myself a Christian any longer. 
when I was coming up, you know, it's always about our lives, lives that we live here. And then when we die, where our souls go, we either go to heaven or hell, right? And that's it. And then we don't really discuss what happens to our souls. It's not till you get much older and you start thinking about, you know, the immortality or lack thereof of your existence. But the concept suggests that there's a bank of souls that serves as a bridge between life and death. And souls are deposited and withdrawn as they embark on their earthly journeys or transcend into the afterlife. Now, it's believed to be this realm. It's separate from the physical world. And the souls exist in pure consciousness. Um, they are supposed, supposedly, the souls are assigned unique identifiers and signatures like account numbers and you know even some if you if you subscribe to um you know different beliefs like that movie soul um the disney movie soul that was pretty good like this is that's kind of the bank of souls like that's what i would consider the bank of souls if you think about that disney movie that came out a few years ago um it's often associated with various spiritual and religious beliefs. Some traditions propose that the bank operates under the governance of divine entities. So like in the Jewish uh, faith or in Jewish mythology, and that's what it was called when I researched it about this bank of souls, the angel Gabriel is the one who plucks our souls out of the, the tree, the tree of life, and he puts our souls in the womb. And then this angel Layla... She oversees us while we're in the womb, you know, and then we become, we be, we're born, okay? So, uh, throughout history, other cultural religious references have alluded to the concept of the Bank of Souls. Ancient Egyptian mythology, for instance, depicts the Duat, a realm where the deceased undergo judgment and embark on the journey to the afterlife. Again, the deceased. So, you've already lived, and then your soul goes to the Duat, and then, you, you know, the whole thing with uh, whether you're... Your heart is as light as a feather or is, you know, that determines where you're going, right? Similar, similarly, Hinduism encompasses the idea of samsara, the cycle of birth, death, and rebirth with souls moving between different planes of existence, okay? So that was some of the, you know, I would say the sanitized, some of the sanitized uh, version of what I was able to find on the bank of souls. So now if you go back to the Jewish mysticism, guf or goof, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. It's the Hebrew word meaning body. Okay. And so the chamber of goof is called the atzar or the treasury. So it's the treasury of souls, which is located in the seventh heaven. And this is where this whole thing between Gabriel and Layla and our souls happen. Okay. So does that how is that a conspiracy right so that's this is what i was like this is what i was thinking as i was reading this and i and i'm saying is it more of a conspiracy because it's less a lesser known way to explain our immortal existence or is this you know is there more dubious well as i started to do a little bit more research on other people's interpretation of the bank of souls that's where i found some of the controversy okay so now some people think of the bank of souls is this is the bank where your soul goes when you sell your soul to the devil for fame and fortune so uh, the notion of selling one's soul making a deal with the devil it's it's 
it comes from this, well, I'm not going to say it comes from, but the most famous example is the story of Faust, a scholar who makes a pact with the devil, Mephistopheles, in exchange for knowledge and pleasure. Uh, so you, I, you've heard of the uh, Robert Johnson, the uh, blues player who reportedly was a horrible, horrible guitar player, but met the devil at the crossroads, sold his soul, and afterwards he became famous. And his his ability was, his his musical ability was described as like otherworldly. Um, but he said he he sold his soul to the devil. And then there's a clip going around where uh, Bob Dylan is being interviewed by, oh Lord, um, he's being interviewed by Mike Wallace. No, not Mike Wallace. Please forgive, because I this is this is just coming off the cuff right here. But he said that he made a deal, right? And he kind of described he without saying it, but saying it made a deal with the devil for his fame and fortune. Um, so it's this isn't it's a common theme. There are countless videos and clips and and uh, people saying that you know Beyonce and Jay Z and. The, you know, they're linked to the Illuminati and they sold their soul. And, you know, anybody who becomes famous, they've sold their soul, right? Now, here's the idea. So, um, it appears in movies like, I remember The Devil's Advocate. Um, it serves as a, a metaphorical representation of the length some people will go. But what if it was actually true? Okay, so in reality, the idea of literally selling one's soul is not possible as the soul is considered an intangible and metaphysical concept. So, okay, here is my spin on this part of it. Okay, because, you know, I study the law of attraction, manifestation, law of assumption. One of the biggest limiting beliefs that most people have, which blocks their ability to create their reality, live the life unlimited is that most people do not have a sense of value or worth for themselves. So I would imagine that if the devil is walking around here selling, you know, fame and fortune for souls, he's getting them for cheap because most people do not think they're worth anything. A lot of us, I mean, myself included, struggle with ideas of value, worth, and self-concept. Just think about it. Just think about uh, if you identify as a people pleaser, think about if you try to buy people's love and affection. Think about if all the ways that we settle for crumbs, right? So people <laughs> didn't know there was going to be a manifestation lesson in this, right? But we settle for crumbs. So the idea that this, I, I think of our souls as immortal, okay? And that's, a, that's my personal belief. So we wouldn't know how to value a soul, right? You would, with some clicks and views, would you sell your soul for some clicks or views? Would you sell your soul for fame and fortune to be living in Hollywood or Los Angeles, to be known, you know, as a, as a royal person, um, you know, to be a top athlete or a top musician? Would you sell your soul? Right. And then that negates all the work anybody who's ever risen to the occasion to be the top of their field. Right. Has put into being the top of their field. But I would imagine that if the devil was out here buying souls, he's getting them for cheap because we don't know the value 
of who we are anyway. We don't, we don't see the light that shines within us. And that something, some entity, some malefic force would obviously see the value in what we have. I just watched The Little Mermaid, by the way, with my daughters. And that was, you know, obviously the theme. Uh, Ariel sells her voice, which is her light to Ursula. Um, and she, she sold it for some legs, you know. I mean, there's probably some sort of allegory in there that we could, you know, visit. But the point is, is that I wouldn't know how to value my soul. Now, here's the conspiracy part of it. It's called the sacrifice, right? So some people, and I, you know, this is one thing that I didn't research is where this idea came from of the sacrifice, that some entertainers have sacrificed their loved ones in order to become famous. Uh, I guess people, I'm a person uh, who looks at patterns, right? So I don't know. I mean, that, that would be horrible. I mean, that would be absolutely horrible that anybody would consider selling, I mean, having a loved one sacrificed or killed in order to have some fame and fortune. So, you know, I imagine that conspiracy would be that if, if this was so true, you know, this, this, is, this would be dealing with metaphysical and spiritual concepts that we really have no belief system for. Because everything has to be visible to us. So a concept or an understanding of someone, you know, there's stories of people signing contracts in blood and this, that, and the other. How would you transcend that energy of someone's life force? And how would that calculate and be measured to actually bring you fame and fortune? You see, that to me... If it's true, how's it work? And see, I feel like we as a society don't have, we either don't want to know the truth of how that might work, or we have no concept of how that type of energy transaction would work, right? And see, maybe that's where the conspiracy lies because there's no way to prove it. Not yet, anyway. So I think it's interesting. I think it's an interesting thing to think about um, because we live our mundane lives you know we get up we take care of our families we go to work and some things seem so outside of ourselves you know and the idea that on this higher level before we're born our souls are so cared for and and considered so gentle that there's two angels out there taking care of them but then on the flip side once you get to earth there's this you know demonic force out here who's selling little trinkets i mean it's akin to you know the the colonizers giving the the, the indigenous people glass beads for land i mean that's <laughs> it's like you can have some fame and fortune for your whole soul right um this idea but it's, there's also this concept, and I think what the conspiracy theory hides is this concept that we don't know the value of who we are or what we are or what we actually contain or what, what power actually lies within us. And maybe we go through a whole lifetimes, and I say lifetimes, like if you believe in this cycle of rebirth, where we don't even discover it, you know? We may never discover it. Can you imagine... The cycle of living hundreds of lifetimes and not knowing how special you are, you know? So, 
uh, I would like to thank ChatGPT for assisting me in this research. <laughs> but uh, one thing that I'm going to add to lighten kind of the, the, the weight of these topics is jokes from ChatGPT. Okay, so I asked, <laughs> and uh, you know, these jokes, okay, why did the conspiracy theorists dive into the conspiracy theory iceberg? Because they wanted to uncover the secret recipe for the Illumina ice cream. Yes, if I had some applause, it, that goes to that. That, jo that joke is that joke is top tier. It's top tier, top tier. Um, and the rest are sort of kind of along that line, but that was the best one. Um, so think about that, and say you got it from me. Live love Lux, Nicole. Okay, when you go and repeat that joke, say you got it from me, please. Um. So hey, that's the show. Um, these these episodes will be a little bit longer because there's more to talk about, and you know as we as we grow together in our conspiracy theory deep dives into the conspiracy theory iceberg and other things that pop up in in the rearview, I will be going live every Saturday at eleven o'clock. Yes, I'm committing to that. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's the ADD. I'm gonna blame it till the day I die because it's so hard to keep an appointment once I set it. But tonight or tonight is it's Saturday when. When I'm recording this, I don't know when you're listening to it, but I'll be on the following Saturday. <laughs> so Saturday on Podbean, I'll be live. Now, I'm just dipping my foot in the toe, dipping my foot in the toe. I'm just dipping my foot in the water with this live thing because I want to talk to people about, I want to hear what other people think about this, these conspiracies and not just from a perspective of, I don't want to hear the party line. I don't want to hear, like, like I said, I heard the same, when I'm researching the, the, the information, same thing came up. A lot of what I said is the same thing that was repeated by other people, except for, you know, my own personal thoughts on, on it. But, like, I want to hear something different. Like, I want to hear your experiences. Do you know anybody who sold their soul? Do you know about the Bank of Souls? Do you have any remem <laughs> memories? Do you have any memories of being in the, in the, in the tree before you got plucked into the womb? I mean, it's, it's a little out there, but hey, I mean, we, we build when we can talk about this type of information. So, hey, thank you for joining me. I so appreciate it. Um, this has been Live Love Lux, Manifesting the Life Unlimited. But today, it's the walk on the weird side. We're talking about the Bank of Souls and the Conspiracy Iceberg. Stay tuned for my next episode. I haven't picked the next one that I want to talk about. Um, Bank of Souls was kind of interesting, but I want to get into something a little bit more gritty. I wanted to kind of see what people thought about this, if there was, there was a interest or response to this. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, hey, and as always, welcome to your life. It's been real. <laughs>